Welcome. We're here with another episode of the Cyclecast via Cyclefeed. I'm here with my co-host, Aloudin Hightower. My name is Ronnie Toth, and we are here to party. I'm awkward about my name. I don't know why. You got a sweet name, man. Like Aloudin. That's just gonna make ladies and I would say the fairer sex with shorter hair. Guys, no, let's let's be honest. The women are the fairer sex. Um, yeah. It's gonna make them curious. They're like Aloudin. Does he? Can he mar- magic carpet me into? I feel weird just announcing it because I tell people I feel like I judge people by what I tell them what my name is. Like I'll look at you and I'll be like, "Is he? Could he handle Aladdin, or does he just want Dean?" <laughs> you know what I mean? So. so now you know. Be flattered if he's like, "My, my name's, name's Aladdin." Exactly. Dude, that was synchronized. I think while we're synchronized, it would be safe to. I can show you the world. I go through that so much mentally. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Damn. Fixies on carpets and fixies in palaces and Red Hook is coming. Red Hook is coming. Are you ready for Barcelona? Dude, I fly out uh, tomorrow. What's the story, man? How was Fixie how was things. Milan? No, it wasn't Milan. Milan's was coming. Milan's I did Milan coming. last year. It was the year. one before Milan. Yeah. It was how's London? We spoke about London briefly. Yeah, we we got some catch up to do. We have some some people that are loving us, and we're not showing much love back. So we're gonna try and show some love. London Life was happens. hard. Um, yeah. Did we had a post? We did a post London one. That, we did, we did, but it was just strung out the entire race. Um, I qualified thirty third. Was a little disappointed about that. When you're traveling, it's hard. Um, not getting sick. Like I look at these Olympians. Like these people have trained for four years, sometimes like six years, just yeah. for these games. And what if you get sick while flying to, you know, Brazil? You're on a plane. You get the Zika virus. Yeah. You're on a plane with 150 other people Mm -hmm. breathing the same air. Farting. So I'm learning learning the science of, like, popping uh, some vitamin C, multivitamin. I might even take some estrogen pills just to, like, you know. Really? What do you take estrogen for? Just to take, like, the lady vitamins. So you got Uh the whole, you know. Okay. I have this theory that um, every man and woman is a certain percentage girl brain and boy brain. So... If you're over fifty percent, fucking ridiculous. With tradi- <laughs> <laughs> this is- I'm listening. Okay. Like, okay, you're, you're <laughs> making this up. No, Robbie. this is accurate. Oh okay, God. everyone is a certain percentage. Okay, so certain um, stereotypical attributes that would be more feminine would be empathy, um, wanting to settle things by talking it out instead of fisticuffs, uh-huh. um, being able to understand other people, put yourself in their position. That's all different synonyms for empathy. Um, uh-huh. Let's see, maybe more creative, um, so traditional male attributes, um, wanting to go to fisticuffs and just punch walls Uh slash faces, Um, wanting to kind of show that you're stronger than people physically to Uh assert your dominance. Um, Intuition would be Uh a female one, okay? So Uh women crush it at nonverbals. Like women, they just give each other a look, and there has been literally three sentences said between those women. Right. Okay. Men, they're like, bro. Bro. Dude. And then they got to kind of, you know, they got to talk about it. Right. Or sometimes they don't even feel comfortable enough to talk about it. So this spread. I My theory is that if you are over 50% of the opposite sex, that you have a maybe a predisposition to... Um, if you're over 50% of the opposite sex, so like... So if you have more of the opposite sex's mental traits, uh-huh. then you might be likely to be to Can be we gay. use Caitlyn Jenner as an example? 
Um, it seems like yeah, a pretty let's try it. Let's try it. I would say for me, I'm thirty to forty percent female, female, and sixty Damn, to seventy percent male. I and here's I'm a, why: I'm a hundred percent dude. Intu- I'll be honest with you. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I am. Intuition. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I love being able to read people, okay. and I can, I can um, see how someone's feeling just by looking at that. Okay, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> You're um, so crazy. <laughs> okay. Let's see. What traditional? I'm very competitive. You know, right. I like ripping my own legs uh-huh. off. And I mean, cycling is awesome because you get to inflict pain on other people without being arrested. Yeah. Right. So, are, so you're competitive. Texas, Colin. I see you, Colin. Do He's you go back home and cry? Off. See if that 30, 40 percent. Like, I'll, I'll allow myself to cry. I'll allow myself to feel the feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I went through. I've been through a rough year. Um, yeah. You know. Um, lost love of my life and uh, nearly lost my life. So it's Damn, like you, you lost the love of your life. Dude, you want to talk about that for air. a second? We'll, we'll leave that off air. But <laughs> you said it, bro. How do you just say that and keep moving? <laughs> um, I was married for five years. You know. Yeah, so I got in a coma. And oh, she, I thought you were talking about this dipped. year. No, 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 no. Oh, Dean's oh. always trying to read into things. Man. Yeah, get out like, of here. Here, have macaroon, Dean. No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> we like got macaroons. macaroons today. Our, our producer's taking care of us. Yeah. Our Thanks, assist, Sarah. Our assistant <laughs> producer. Anyway, I know, right. Ronnie. Let's let you want to test. Uh, let's test somebody. Let's test. Um, just name a random person in the fixie scene. Say, uh, do Dean. Do Dean. How about aloud? All right. Yeah, let's Dean, do Dean. Dean, uh, tell me some. Tell me your your five favorite attributes about yourself and your five least favorite, and then we'll be able to break it down. For real? Yeah. Okay, so I think I'm good at picking one good one, one bad one, one good right. one. So I consider myself really creative, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But I also can think I'm really petty too. Okay, but that's I kind of, but I, I kind of like that. I'm gonna get though. in trouble. Never, never have a hot date again. <laughs> if you I, say, well, petty is a female attribute. No, because boys can be just as petty. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, boy, I can boys be are way more petty, by the way. Boys, but the thing so. is, I'm willing to admit that my pettiness because it's been brought to my attention, and I'm like, think, and I think about, it and I go. Yeah, I'm pretty fucked up. <laughs> so, that's a that's a, a healthy place to be is realizing your own faults. Yeah, All right, so you I can be petty. Uh huh. Give me another good, good one. I'm very good at being creative. Um, I think that I've been told plenty of times that I'm very articulate. Somebody just told me earlier today that I'm articulate. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I yeah. mean, you, you have a radio show, so that's, that's exactly. A start. What he, was. he was like, "That you are articulate. You have your own podcast." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I do." He was like, "Yeah, great." I prefer internet radio show. It sounds cooler when I tell my mom. Yeah, she's internet like, "Honey, are show? you on the radio? Where can I listen?" I was like, like "It's mostly in foreign markets, mom. It's uh-huh. yeah, it's kind of hard to find, but you can find uh, it on the radio's website or their pod their." Pod, uh, iTunes. Have, All you have to say is iTunes. That's a that's its, iTunes, its own station or channel in itself. Almost. All mom knows is that we're both making all the fun coupons. Yeah, I'm not them big bucks. That. What are you gonna buy with your fun coupons from uh, from the podcast from the cycle feed? Uh, and the checks what? are coming in. I, it's hard to tell which ones are yours, which ones are mine. Yeah. I just see four letter words: Dean, yeah. Toth, Dean, Toth. Um, there's just a little bit more Dean than Toth, but I uh, let's see. What do I plan on buying? I don't know. There's so many things that I want out there that it's like I have an Amazon wish list that's beyond belief. You know, really? do you ever have a wish list? Do you have your Amazon I don't know, wish man. list? I'm like blonde hair, blue eyes, a white guy, so kind of uh, like spoiled white privilege. Like I don't. But want don't anything. tell me there's nothing on Amazon that you're no, into. Man. I dude, I I honestly have. Everything I want, and that's Look a beautiful place to be. I love being able to go into uh-huh. a store. Dean's looking at me like he hates me right now. He's like, "You're sick." Because I don't have everything I want. And I'll be honest. With I'll you. give you some <laughs> of my some of my things. Name, name something you want of mine that uh that I can give you. Um, <laughs> I need a new wheel set. I'm trying to put together a bike. Carbon. Carbon. Some, some Cabron wheels. Here. Cabron. 
Let's see if I got anything. I got a, I got a front a front wheel I can let you borrow. That's uh, it's not enough, bro. I like indefinite loans. I'm man. not happy. You can I'm have petty, bro. That's not enough, bro. All right, I got a rear disc. I didn't want to say it because the guy might want it back, but <laughs> a rear disc. Yeah, is it track? Track. I don't know if I could rock that in the street though. And do you even fixie? Um, are you guys just, just going to leave, leave us on the cliffhanger? Without we have a third host this evening. Well, we have a producer that. What do you mean? Weren't you guys analyzing oh, yeah. Dean? Dean, oh, Dean, dude, I'd that. say you're way more feminine than you than you're saying. I'm 100 percent man. Well, I think you're just is, you're just I'm thinking of physicality. You know how many people ask me if I'm gay? I still get asked that shit. I had my high school reunion a couple of months ago, and they were asking me at the reunion. Dude, that's, <laughs> I think like, that's, <laughs> like, that's what? A, that's a compliment, I think, because it means you're like you got poise. Yeah. You know how to dress yourself. Well, the thing is, I don't talk like the rest of the kids that <laughs> went to my high school. What do you mean, like, oh, so how? How's L.A., Dean? You like L.A.? How's Hollywood? How's Hollywood? You just Hollywood? Are you friends with Britney Spears? They told me that I dress like, like, but, like no, I, but they, Ronnie is. I dress like I'm from Los Angeles. What kind of shit is that? You know what I mean? They're, I think they're just low-key hating because we went to That's the like river. Mid, mid-key. We, mid-key. We went to the river to go swimming. That's how you know we're out in the middle of the country because they call it the river. Box <laughs> Beach over in Jackson, California. And I had these really, really Jackson. short shorts on. Okay. And um, it weren't these ones. I actually had to switch with another friend of mine. And we surprisingly wore the shorts. shorts. And, yeah, they were short. And they had cherries all over them. Shout out to Jessica Parker. Thank you. And um, she's really Sarah Jessica Parker? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I'm like, we're getting back to the smart water again. And they were looking at my legs, and they were just like, nah, we can't have this here. You know what I mean? Because they're looking at my cycling legs. You know, just a little out of shape, still hating. You know what I mean? They're like, that. he's snicker thick, you know? (laughs) And we need to ask him if he's gay because we're threatened right now. Would you be a a bear? Or what what type of... uh... I don't think I'd. I'm not hairy. Dude, we need to, to talk hair. about. We need to talk about bikes, man. No, well, bikes. let's get back to bikes though, because I I think there's a lot of things going on, and one of those things was the Olympics just took place. But even before the Olympics, the Tour de France took place. We got place. a lot of recap. Yeah, pretty incredible seeing uh, Chris Froome have some bike issues. Shout not, out to not Chris Froome from Kenya. Yeah, mm-hmm. a resident African. Yep. Um, quite huddy, right? Yeah, quite huddy. Mm-hmm. Um, he there was a moto. Red Hook's not the only place where moto accidents happen. Tour de France. Um, let's see who promotes that. But anyways, a motor like stall or something coming up this climb, and they're going uphill fast. They're going like probably mm-hmm. 15, 20 miles per hour. And moto stalls. He runs into it with a couple other guys. Bike is like out of commission. Uh-huh. So what does Chris Froome do? Back to his South African route. Kenyan? Kenyan. He's Kenyan. Yeah, Back he's from to Nairobi. His, his Kenyan he's British. Route. He's British, but he was like born in Kenya and he grew up there. Amazing. His family yeah. was out there, yeah. Starts running. He ran. Clickety clacking up. Uh, was it Von Two? I'm blanking on which stage it was. I the have mountain. no idea. But he's clickety clacking, like decent form too, uh-huh, uh-huh. for running in like hard soled carbon shoes. Right, right, right. Up this mountain, and I think there's a rule where you actually have to cross the line with your bike. So I think he's just hoping to minimize time and mm-hmm. thinking the team car is going to bring a bike up to him. And he's like passing, like he passed one guy. Really? And is like keeping up. I mean, it's steep, steep grade, but pretty incredible. Just to show, like, this is what a champ. Right, like, you right. Know? If you win a three-week, you know, grand tour, it didn't happen on accident. Right. You know? If you win a one-week grand tour, unless it's completely flat, like, you know, you're 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 made of a a cut above mm-hmm. a special cloth. 
And uh, it was rad to see someone in yellow just with this animalistic primal sense just to go for it. Right, running. right. And he, they eventually ended up giving him and the guys around him like the same time uh, as when the incident happened because you don't want – it's bad for the for the Tour de France and the sport to have the guy in yellow uh, by a significant margin, maybe a minute at that time. Uh-huh. Um, lose the jersey because of a uh, a snafu with the motorcycle right so stuff happens i know the the red hook thing was sensationalized with the motorcycle uh i believe the kickstand was slightly down that couldn't start and really um i don't know what happened at the the tour but things happen spike racing it's inherently dangerous mm-hmm. he ended up getting the overall win so that was red if you didn't know chris from run the tour de france yeah no i'm sure if you're uh if you're listening to our podcast you're fully aware of that and if you don't know who chris Froome is just look him up man he has really sweet highlights yeah we do have a lot YouTube. of we do have a lot of fixie foos that are uh that are new to the scene and give learning. you something to look up to um it's cool to see it looks like he's doing it clean um times have seemed to have gotten uh slower from like the lance you know the doping area that was rampant in the 90s right do you Um, think that that's still something that they're struggling with today i i think i think it is i think they might be doing new things um i know from a friend that was pretty high up Mm -hmm. that estrogen blockers was a new thing they were messing with Mm -hmm. so that's what what john jones got in the in the ufc got caught up with really yeah with estrogen blockers so men and women speaking of the spread of uh brain percentage right have both testosterone and estrogen i believe um not i believe i know men have far more testosterone and women have far more estrogen so if you were to block that ratio um it's going to make the other uh, substance more effective within mm-hmm. your body so the men are taking these estrogen blockers which is making them terrible listeners um, I should probably stop myself there before I dig myself into a hole about making some stupid feminist comment, but uh, or anti-woman comment. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking these blockers that are making the testosterone more effective. Really? That's what the um, what I've heard from a you know an inside source How as to works. what they're doing now, and that's right. not yet banned. I don't think. Maybe it is. It's kind of a little bit of a gray area. How do you show it? Right. The biological passport becomes the issue of show us your. Uh, health history, your biological passport, kind of where have you traveled as far as your blood levels? Right, that makes sense. Right. So when you show that, and a guy shows up with her a hematocrit, which is the level of red blood cells in your your blood um, mm-hmm. plasma or liquid, um, they can check back. Like, has he had this since he was seventeen years old? Right. Since he was a kid, it, you know, the range is. Um, the legal range is 50%, so no more than 50% of your um, red blood cells, your hematocrit. Mm-hmm. HCT is the uh, measurement. So if you've ever had blood work, you can look at that number, HCT. The range of a healthy um, human is, I believe, 38 to 44. Okay. I have a friend. Hers is 48, just naturally. Um so there are a little bit of um, fudging. If you could s- live at altitude or sleep in an altitude mm-hmm. tent, it could you know bring you up to closer to that 50 range. But that's why they set the 50 as this is like the highest that you could legally be. Mm-hmm. So the problem is um, in past era and maybe even now it's still today, cyclists were doping, getting their hematocrit, the percentage of red blood cells. More red blood cells means more ability to carry more oxygen. Right. And they're getting that up over 50 into like 60 to like 65, 62, Those are 55. numbers. So 40 pro cyclists died in their sleep in one year at wow. one point. Um, 
So these guys are having to wake up in the middle of the night and get their heart pumping mm-hmm. because otherwise it just becomes like molasses and it's right. so thick and then it clogs the heart and they have an MI. That's a myocardial infarction. <laughs> a um, announcement just went off on, I believe, Dean's phone. It said, no more eating. That's funny. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock. Man I, of discipline. I can't eat after 9. I really try my hardest to not eat after 9. It's bad like for that. you to eat after 9 o'clock. Unless it's macaroons. I feel like if that's it's macaroons. probably. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Um, I find when I'm really busy, I forget to eat much at all. But the glycemic window, we touched on that before. If you're just tuning in for one of the first times, every time after you exercise, after every session, you want to eat 100 to 300 calories of something that doesn't have a commercial within mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Um, so the, no McDonald's? Uh, does it have a commercial? I don't really see Chipotle commercials. <laughs> Chipotle. I would say Chipotle would be decent. Um, you think so? Yeah. But that that's more than uh, 100 to 300 calories. You could have more, but mm. it's get just a kid's meal. It's four dollars. Couple of tacos. Dude, in Iceland, they have this McDonald's burger, the last one from like when they closed down and just kicked them out, uh-huh. 2007, and it's on display. Has not aged. Really? Yeah, it's like Jennifer Aniston in wow. the back of that limo from another episode. That was such a crazy Timeless. story, wasn't it? I said Sarah Jessica Parker and thought that was Aniston, but <laughs> just Foxy Cougars either way. That was a good conversation that we had with Alfie. It's going to be very interesting to see our last podcast that we had just a few days ago. If you guys didn't get a chance to check it out, we were Alfie Sanchez. Yeah. Alfie Sanchez, gentleman that uh, conducts races and uh, for Majestic Cycling. And we had a very interesting conversations in regards to USAC conducting their first race. Or they've done it before, but actually really implementing fixed gear racing brakeless inside of the USAC races. And so they had the CBR race in Southern California. So they recently had the CBR race that's in the Compton-Carson area. On Saturday, Sunday morning. Sorry, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Ronnie likes his top 40. And so I'm getting calls from the rain of it. <laughs> calls, not falls. That was a good race to see. There seemed like a lot of those guys at that USAC race were excited that they were actually racing brakeless fixed gear. Yeah. Dante seems so jittery. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was be- it was cool to see from the outside. I got there uh, maybe halfway through, but uh-huh. I was volunteering um How'd it look? for Chris Lotz. But I was bummed I couldn't do both. They were like, It's a half day, so if you volunteer, we can't have you do both races. We need you like working, twerking. Right. Um running uh results and preems back and forth. It looked rad from the outside. I love to be able to read a race from the outside, like you know, when you've raced and then you can see it from right. the outside. You get a pretty accurate view of what's going on. You can't see what's happening on the backside of the course, but when there's a break, you can see you know who's working. Mm-hmm. So the Al- Alvin seemed like he had. A, I was on the backside a lot, just shooting photos on the corners. Alvin seemed like he was trying to lead out a break for a while. I yeah. Um, he eventually. Let's see. Alvin. Yeah. Alvin eventually got up the road. Um, had maybe a 15 second gap. And then um, Justin Williams, you know, Nation's top sprinter, um, older brother of Nation's number one beast, Corey Williams, had they had a prolific season. Nice. Um, I think second only to like Holloway, you know, who won uh, road nationals and criterium nationals in two weekends back to back. That's amazing. Who will be at Red Hook and hopefully will not flat tire this time. <laughs> what? It's going to be so hard, dude. In London, he flatted out like 10 laps in. Oh, really? Yeah, so just done. Imagine flying across the world to flat out. Uh, so bringing it back, um, that's Alvin, a Alvin of Leader Bikes and 
undefeated is up the road. People like to kind of talk smack. Like, well, when you got half the guys in the race on your team, how can you not win? <laughs> but what leader does, and this isn't, you know, just toot my own horn uh, because I'm on the team, but, like, we race really, really well as a team. Right. We uh, race selflessly. We put guys up the road. When it comes back, put someone else up the road, lead it out for a bunch sprint if that's going to be so. Um, you can't be mad at strategy. If you have a solid strategy, you can't hate on that. So Alvin's up the road, and Cameron Bond of Leader was a little concerned that um, he was going to get caught. And so, as caught ju- in which way? Caught as in brought back by the Peloton. Okay. So with Justin Williams chasing when he was tired, Cameron jumps over the top and unfortunately took um, Smart Max. Adrian? Adrian Munoz. He said, unfortunately, he took him. <laughs> he, well, he just, carried him along the way. Well, strategy Adrian's wise, a fast kid, man. Like He, well, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Strategy-wise, you never want to bridge up to your teammate and bring someone with you. Right. That's why that's unfortunate. Right. Um, but if it's true that Alvin was going to get caught, then it's the right thing to do. So it's a gamble. And nobody can, you can't fault Cameron for, for reading the race. He's in it. Mm-hmm. And if he felt like Alvin was going to get caught and he tries to get across and he happens to bring somebody with him, then you make him work and you still have a two-on-one scenario. Right. To where now Alvin can sit on for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this Alvin guy's in the break. And once you sit, not Alvin, this um, Adrian is in the break. Hashtag not your average 16-year-old. He's not uh, your average 16-year-old. Ask me what I was doing when I was 16. And it's I was shooting photos strong. I was winning photo (laughs) contests in my neighborhood. So I guess if we could compare like what I was doing at 16, 17 compared to what he's doing, I guess it's kind of the same. But so what you tell Adrian is you say, look, you're in the break. You can either work or we can go back and you can sprint with Justin Williams and Dante. Yeah. Who are sitting in and now fresh. Right. So you make them work. And uh, even though it's a two-on-one, you know, he's there. And it's like once you spent the energy to get there. So they're all working. And uh, I personally wouldn't um, want to wouldn't wa- wouldn't want to take, uh, you know, a sprint or someone that's, like, bigger than me and potentially has more uh, max wattage into a sprint. Right. And it ended up coming down to a sprint. I'm surprised um, Alvin and Cameron didn't kind of send one up the road and then mm. make uh, Adrian chase. Maybe they did on the backside. I can only see what's on the front side. But yeah, came down to a sprint. And Alvin was was probably popped, maybe from taking that flyer on the backside. Who knows? And Cameron uh, was able to come around and, and get Adrian. It was close though. Maybe right. uh, maybe one wheel difference. Maybe uh, half a bike length. It was it was about half a bike length. And um, either way, it was a really cool race. It was cool to see USAC do it. Um, still, at the same time, I'm very curious to see how USAC and FUSAC are going to coincide together next season you know what i mean yeah. because and cbr is under new um new management it looks like um chris lots just uh just sold it to a husband and wife couple and see um is that the, is that something that's like like what does it take K- to be able to J- build up a race kj racing or I build up a, a course or build up whatever chris lots build up and then sell it is that what how does it take? Yeah, like um, how like can you, do you know the process behind that? Essentially how, what, what he's selling is um is all the, the infrastructure, so podium boxes, cones, speakers, generators, permits, um, maybe access to the, the connections for the permits. Okay. Um, the permits aren't crazy expensive. Contacts with the porter potty people, um, contacts with the police and the city. Uh-huh. Um 
So it's it's not. Um, I suppose you could just start one out of scratch, but you're going to step on toes, and if, especially if you were to steal someone's course. But it'd be cool to see like a regular race at Hughes Park where the uh, Long Beach Arco Grand Prix was at. Because that's mm-hmm. a common, um, like the Rose Bowl, there's a Tuesday, Thursday night practice crit there. Okay. Guys show up, 27, 28 miles per hour average for an hour. Great workout. Hughes Park off of the 710, I believe. Um, Hughes Business Park. Look on Strava. Um, you can see, you know, it's maybe 10 miles inland. You can see people doing loops every uh, Tuesday, Thursday night. Cool. Go out there. I believe it's uh, 7 p.m. You can also look on SoCalCycling.com. We just gave a free advertising shout out, man. Frank Serrate, you owe me some Cliff Bars, bro. They're, yeah, me too. I don't like <laughs> yeah, Cliff Bars, but I want them. Give he me wants whatever the you got. Gels, yeah. yeah, the gels is what I need. Um, so this is something that I thought that was really interesting. This so, sorry, uh, SoCal Cycling has uh-huh. uh, group rides, so you can look on there and look at group rides and find out group rides in your area: Fiesta Island, Rose Bowl. Okay. Um, San Dimas, uh, Wednesday nights. You can mm-hmm. find it. Bud's Ride, it's called. Mm-hmm. Find out something in your area. Get mm-hmm. fit. Um, a couple of things. I, It's, even though we're, I mean, you race in USAC and you have, you're part of that whole entire program. But I, after talking to Alfie and him telling me or telling us that they're 30% down, I really started to look at the racing list up and down the state of California, even in Northern California, you know, and I felt bad to see how many races got canceled, and they're not, like, canceled because, like, there's a lot of their races in Northern California that are canceled, like, like, half. I'm sure Donald Trump will, like, bring it back. You think so? Yeah, I would say. I promise you. Yeah, I'd say. I promise you. If you want to, you want to race bikes, Ronnie, listen. Hillary I promise you. Hillary would probably get more fixie races, I feel like, is her forte. What's on your wish list on Amazon. I want to kind of understand Just your a bunch psyche. Of bike stuff. A bunch of bike, bike stuff. stuff. Like what? Yeah. It's probably sitting in someone's garage, man. Um, Scarcity is not the issue, I like to say. It's just a matter of connecting people. Right. A wheel set, some tools. I really need bike tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like like what? Bottom, just the simple things. You I don't know even what I mean? have a bottom bracket. Uh, you don't have a bottom bracket mess. tool? Well, no, I've got the... Um, yeah, I don't take the bottom bracket off. Freddie over at uh, wheelbuildingparts.com, he's phenomenal. He's in Pasadena. Uh-huh. If you need a bike shop guy, he can do it quick. Um, works. He's out of his house. He mm-hmm. we, he builds custom wheel sets, but he recently changed up my bottom bracket, and he was like, I think this was rubbing. I had a mountain bike one on there from when the bike was built. I guess really? they were just short, which it'll work. But on your just, leader bike? No, on the um, on the road bike, on okay, the centric okay. bike. But it's just too much friction. And he's like, I think this was sapping like 10% of your power. And Damn. the day he put it on, I was like, this is noticeably placebo effect. Right, better. right, <laughs> no, right. It was noticeably better. Um, you know what else good you parts need? When bike, you... Like tools? What other tools? Just tools, like the, just simple basic tools. You know what I mean? Um, Allen keys? Al- dollar store, Allen bro. Keys. People, I've heard the dollar store scene. Allen keys. Yeah, really? dude, no. same thing, man. Yeah, no, dude, that will strip your. That will. That will. No, no. dude, metal. <laughs> steel is real. Steel I'm is not, real. I'm, I'm not sure if there's a. Difference. I would go to Harbor Freight if I really need tools. That's the cheaper place to buy tools. If you you're need not to buy gonna, tools. you're not gonna strip your, you know, an Allen, you know, a. Uh, a bolt or like a stem, Alan, the tool um, is hard. Like, say it was a crappy tool, mm-hmm. the tool would strip, you know, whatever is That's what I'm saying. The tool is going to, I feel like the tool, if you buy tools from the dollar store, uh, I've never been like. Run with your brung, man. I'll get some melatonin. Uh, I get melatonin at the dollar store. It's like Whole Foods right. charge you 20, 30 bucks. Go to the dollar store, 
same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as you know, it puts me to sleep. That's like That's tra- so, so traveling funny. tips, guys. Uh-huh. Caffeine. And the less caffeine you consume, the more it hits you. So I try and only consume it when like I need to party. Right. And by party, I mean race bikes, mm-hmm. sweating on everything, muffin top killer, you name it. That's the only um, that's the only supplement Ronnie uses when he races is caffeine. Yeah, sometimes I eat food. Okay. You know, bananas. Or, um, I try not to eat anything with commercial. And the melatonin knocks you out. So when you need to get stoked and go for it, caffeine and then the melatonin. Nate Cook, when we were flying to um, Korea for King of Track together, he popped like seven milligrams of melatonin, which is enough to like play an elephant. Yeah, play a grown elephant, you know, keeping it from doing its circus duties. It seems like the stoke will just keep him alive all night. (laughs) And I looked looked over my shoulder. It's true. And I looked over my shoulder, and he's just mouth agape, like slobbering on some lady for eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) But, dude, these flights, you know, travel is exhausting. It is. It's bad. There, You get a lot of radiation from being in a plane for an hour. You get a lot of radiation from going through the body scanner that our country subjects you to. Yeah. Here's how you know that it's not uh, not cool is when they won't allow pregnant women to go through that body scanner. I always opt out for the free massage. I'm stoked right now. I mm-hmm. went out to the Rose Bowl, ripped my own legs off, got a little extra sores so that TSA can just give me a little extra pat down. That black lady's like, ooh, your yeah. legs are so thin. And I show up I show up early. Mm-hmm. That way they can do the full thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be rushed and be like, look, I got to get to my flight. It's like, if you're going to pat me down and insist upon like violating my rights to get on a plane. Right. My view of... Uh, of freedom and tyranny and why don't you just pay the extra hundred bucks so you don't even have to walk through that you get the fast pass at the airport so you don't have to go through any of the tsa line uh fun coupons dean fun coupons i try not to pay any for anything that's just like not necessary i I like the pre-screening thing you fly enough not really not really i ain't that fancy yeah i've flown uh, you know how many people i know that have never been on a plane that was me up until i started fixing so hard (laughs) (laughs) no i i had flown but not internationally um i'd done mexico mexico but never Mm -hmm. never far but yeah a 12 to 17 hour flight i think i had a 17 hour flight and like 25 hours travel time mm-hmm. to uh, to one of them. Like, that's that kicks your butt. So yeah. You need something in your corner. Dollar store melatonin. They got um, dollar store caffeine, which they call it like energy pills. But if you look at the ingredients, it's just caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, we need 99 yeah. cents. Swoop on that, man. We need to have like 99 cent store preems. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. So, what melatonin is, because that, that could maybe sound like doping to be like, oh, Reggie, Reggie said. Just bananas and water. Um, melatonin naturally occurs in your brain when you're sleepy. Mm-hmm. And so taking it um, supplementally just kind of puts you to sleep and makes you tired. Right. Makes you snuggly. I like to describe myself as a noteworthy cuddle victim. An- I'm not quite a big spoon, but I'm a super <laughs> oh deadly medium God. spoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're crazy. I. What does it I, mean? I, it's I, provocative and it gets the people going. <laughs> I want to. Um, I want to. Feral t- shout out. Talk, shout out to Will Ferrell. I want to talk about Mark Cavendish. Did you see what he did on the track in the Olympics? I can't control my heart rate. There's a you, cougar on me. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> That's a Will Ferrell quote from, oh. <laughs> from Talladega Nights. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Dude, time. I didn't know that was Mark Cavendish. Mm-hmm. That was dirty. Well, I mean, I wasn't a huge uh, Cavendish fan in the past, but when you're winning like countless Tour de France stages, how do you not get cocky? Right, right. I mean, it can be done. But how do you? 
for, for not many people that know, this is what I know about Mark Cavendish, okay? And I read this as the Olympics were taking place. He was knighted by the Queen Sir of England. Mark he was Cavendish. Sir Mark Cavendish. Chopping Excuse wheels me. and making deals is what we're referring That's to. That's pretty much what it is. And so, like, that this was, was dirty. This was England's golden boy. Look you back know what at I mean? it. He <laughs> looks back at it. <laughs> yeah. Sees the guy. And he's like, and, and then he drops down dives. on him on the velodrome. If you guys haven't seen it, just it takes all of them out. Mark Cavendish, whatever, what race was that? Just type in the hot ta- the hot dog, the hashtag chopping wheels and making deals. Is that really what's no. on YouTube? Just type in like Olympic Cavendish crash. Right, right. He knocked out that That's Italian my... guy and he came back and won. The Italian oh, guy yeah. came back and, and he was won. very poised about it. He's like, we're racing bikes. Stuff happens. Right, but you don't just knock people out on purpose like that. I don't, I don't know if it was on purpose. It was on purpose. He looked back and he came down on the track on him. I don't know. I he feel was like, like I'm I feel Sir like that's Cavendish. Really, I could do this. That's really myopic, narrow-sighted in thinking, okay, I'm not on the world stage. There's not a camera on every follicle of hair on my leg that I missed. Like, he knows. I feel like he did after it. that many years. You got to know you're being watched yeah. and not to do anything shady. But who he knows? T- the testosterone and the um, stoke, just the endorphins, right. just kicks in and. You stop thinking about the long-term uh, repercussions of your actions. Right. I'm sure there's a metaphor for life here. Hey, right. maintain the stoke, people. Mm-hmm. You got to right. maintain the stoke. How? <laughs> Regulate the stoke is better. Uh, did you watch any of the stage racing in the Olympics at all? Let me just drop this gem. The more, <laughs> the more you can regulate your highs, the lows become tolerable. I'm not saying don't celebrate things, uh-huh. but... Don't get uh, over the top thinking that you're invincible once something good happens. Right. Like you kind of anticipate the highs and lows, and I think it's a good way to do sustainable, like, mm-hmm. being at the top and being on top of your, your own personal potential. Is, okay. Uh, don't let the lows beat you up too much. Like, that's, uh, that's also, like, realize that it's going to get better. But, you know, you got to regulate. The stage racing for the Olympics, I don't watch much of it, but it seemed like there was a lot going on. Um, Were there any big names racing for any of the countries at all, or were they all just too tired from the tour? The stage racing. Stage racing happened. Was there a stage racing? No, there is stage road, racing. Is, is it road? Yeah, I thought it was one. stage. It was just, just one. one. There was just a lot of highlights you were watching. That's probably what it was. What was interesting is I think in the men's and women's, it came down to a three person breakaway. Really? Um, four, four in the women's. There was a three, three woman breakaway, and I think the American up the road. And it was kind of heartbreaking. Beca- it was kind of heartbreaking because um, the American had a gap. Last 200 meters, 100 meters, uh-huh. and they uh, they caught her. Um, there were several crashes in the um, both the men's and the women's race. I don't know if it was just treacherous, I didn't course, see any of or if they just maybe didn't have enough time with travel to scope it out. Rio, that's what it was. I, do you think so? I think it was raining, and I think it was a very technical descent, and it's the Olympics, a lot on the line, and to win to win a a one day road race, you need to take some significant risk on the. Uh, on the downhills. Yeah. You know? Putting time into people on the uphills is great, but if you can't bomb a descent, like you could lose uh, you could lose a minute, 2 yeah. minutes. Uh, like it's hard to put a minute or 2 minutes into somebody on the on an uphill. And then imagine losing it on a downhill. I've met plenty of people that have no problem hill climbing. They love hill climbing, but when it comes to actually bombing, you know, yeah. they're scared. I know I've definitely yeah. been scared. I've only gone down uh, once on a downhill 
and naturally chasing the Strava segment. I had uh, I was going for the up and over at Turnbull. I had the downhill already by two seconds, uh, the downhill KOM, and mm. it's the backside of Turnbull. So if you want to go risk life and limb to go for it, um, be, just be careful. Cause, There's like, some fixie you, kids yeah, that are ramping up for yeah, it right not, now. You have no chance on a fixie, just being honest. If you can beat it on a fixie, it's like I'll give you fun coupons and some melatonin because you need to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's funny. So the I'm going up and over. So you come up the, let's see, what would be the west side of Turnbull, and then you descend the east side. And so it's a really, like, race-specific effort. Hard climb, two miles, and then immediate descent. So you're, like, uh-huh. you're cresting, attacking over the top of the crest, and then you got to be on your A game, and it's a pedaling descent mm-hmm. with hairpins, uh, double back, like, you know, 180-degree turns, and then uh, parts where you're just on the rivet. Like, you need to be on the rivet. There's a manhole at one point in a corner. So uh-huh. it's, like, you either go on the outside or the inside, a little sketchy. And it had wow. just rained that morning and was drying up, and so it was patchy. And like I said, maintain the stoke, man. Regulate right. the stoke. I felt really good on the climb. I knew I was within like 30 seconds or 45 mm-hmm. seconds of the KOM. And some of the guys that can KOM the climb, they're um, a little bit tender-hearted on the downhill, and they mm-hmm. just can't hack it because um, it takes equal parts skill and fitness and guts. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, I'm coming down, and it's like third to last corner. And I feel something like, you know, my, my spirit man on the inside, just that little Jiminy Cricket voice is like, right. ease up. And uh, I ignored it for like five seconds. Seven seconds later, sliding on my hip, right into really? the guardrail. Yeah. It's slow, slow speed. I mean, 20 miles per hour. Well, I, uh, sucks, I stopped so. before I hit the um, the guardrail, which was nice, but sucks going down and then like getting back home while road rashed. And yeah. The worst part of road rash is. Uh, is recovering afterwards. Yeah. You know? Speaking yeah. of road rash, uh, after uh, I ended up doing the Manhattan Beach Grand Prix, we had a little post on our blog, something uh, inspirational. Get the oh, yeah. Rally the troops. That. So I decided um, I didn't do it last year, almost out of protest. Manhattan Beach, I ended up in a coma, was uh, was kind of bumped into a gate. I got the door closed on me and took a gate to the face at almost 50 miles per hour, ended up in a... Uh, Almost week-long coma, complete facial reconstruction, had my jaw wired shut for six weeks, was trached, right arm made of titanium, nose was completely obliterated. They took a rib and put it back together just to get people up to speed. So I went back, and I wanted to – it wasn't really – not really a fear, but just something I kind of wanted to do and needed to do. It was like mm-hmm. this is no different than a, than a red hook or anything else. And uh, last corner, just coming in a little bit too hot and slid out. Really? Dude, not my race. Yeah, slid out on my hip. Um, bike just came out from under me. Wow. At that race, you really have to um, you have to dive that last corner. Like Justin Williams, he used every inch of the road. Oh, wow. Um, when he uh, he attacked, got maybe a five bike length gap. Coming to that last corner at like 38, 40 miles per hour, I'd say. Wow. Yeah, I just slipped out. Um they're on the silence. Well, it was team, a little, right? little bit of a bike malfunction. I had it. It just it locked up. Uh, but yeah, silence team ended up taking away the win there. Um, wow. So road rash is terrible to recover from. The recovery is much worse than the initial pain. The first mm-hmm. shower sucks, but um, Tegaderm is a great product. So if you guys ever get hurt, Tegaderm. If you're totally strapped for cash, you can just do some Neosporin. And I actually did a. Uh, what is it called? The Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have time to get to the um, the store to snag some Tegaderm, but it's a great product. It keeps. It's like a. Um, 
kind of a, a scab type thing. It's a clear plastic and it just really facilitates healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use, you could use like a Ziploc bag and just kind of tape it over it too. Really? Um, Cause sleeping on the hip is what hurts. And then yeah. your sheets, you sleep on the hip and it gets wet. The scab gets wet and then mm-hmm. it attaches your sheets and peels off. And so you're constantly peeling a scab, cause, uh, healing a scab, peeling, and it's just bad. Mm-hmm. So Tegaderm's a great product. Cool. For healing cool, up. Cool. That's legit. Um, Olympics. What else? Uh, what there's else a lot. Down? Peter Sagan raced the. Um, Maybe you didn't even hear about this. Peter Scott raced the cross-country Olympic mountain bike race. He opted oh, out. He? So our current road world champion, um, Peter Scott of Slovakia, he was the gentleman that at the world championships in Virginia 2015. Last yeah, year, yeah. Last year. Uh-huh. Uh, attacked on the final climb with about three minutes to go. 18% grade. Got a gap up and over the top. Uh, sat on the top tube. Arrow tucked. Final climb, maybe uh, three to five percent gradient, stayed away. How often do you see a sprinter stay away for three minutes solo at the end of a race, let alone the world championships, with everyone hungry, going after their national pride, right, and just wanting it? And he stayed away. He unclipped with like two hundred meters to go. Foot came out of the pedal without skipping a beat. Got back in. So he opted out of the Olympic road race. He's like, oh, I've kind of done it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won the world. Well, he's originally a mountain biker, right? He, he as a kid, he was. Yes, yeah. he was the, I believe, under twenty three, maybe even younger, world um, mountain bike junior champion. Cool. Um, so he does the the mountain bike race, and he starts like dead last, last row, because it's a World Cup points ranking system. Okay. And he doesn't have the you know the the, the points, the points street cred. He has street cred. He's the guy that where he was had furry legs, and people were complaining that he was desecrating the world championship jersey role by having furry legs and not staying really? true to cycling. Oh, get so, out of here. So. Um, He's in the mountain bike race, starts like dead last, 90 seconds. I want to watch like highlights of the race because I've only just read blurbs. But within 90 seconds, he's at the front of the race. And I believe it was eight, 4.7 kilometer laps, maybe mile. I'm not sure. Um, But he got to the front of the race and got three flat tires, they said. And the third one, uh, you, you put a sealant in your uh-huh. tire for tubeless tires. So mountain bike tires will have uh, a sealant and no tube. And so the sealant, as the wheel spins, if you're going fast enough, it'll seal up the puncture. That's cool. I saw that inner bike last year. Yeah. yeah. They, it, they've had it for a while, but it's getting better and better. Uh, okay. And the tires are getting better and better. But it won't protect you from a sidewall tear if you, like, really slice it and you have mm-hmm. a huge hole. But it'll slice up a pretty decent-sized hole. So he flatted out on, like, lap four, I believe. Um so we will never know. But he was with, he was at the front of the race with the leaders and kind of wow. ripping legs off. He has such a strong build. It's incredible. What do you think it is for somebody like that to be able to make it as far as he's gone? And are there any guys that you're looking for <clears throat> that you're looking to see come up kind of next season? Are these guys kind of Chris Froome, Sagan, are these guys going to hold the title for a long time? Or are there some new and up-and-coming guys? Any given Sunday, anything can happen. There is a young kid out of Southern California that I think is going places. I'm going to be – I'm sure he's already got something lined up. But I'm going to be amazed if he doesn't get a, a pro contract next year. His name is Brandon McNulty of the Lux development team. Okay. He's super young. I think he's like 18. We could probably look up his USA Cycling age. Mm-hmm. Um He's raced in Europe extensively. Brandon McNulty, this past um, weekend at CBR, the uh, what I believe was the last CBR of the year, in the pro race, the format was a missing out. So it's an elimination race. Right. 
and that was in Carson, California. The last person across the line, every other lap gets eliminated. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. the first four laps were neutral, which was not neutral in the slightest. Like I attacked from the gun just to see if like, because it was a different format, maybe they right. just let me go. And Brandon immediately countered. Um, I didn't get very far. And um, so four laps and we start eliminating people. And we started with maybe like 30. Mm-hmm. And so every other lap someone's eliminated. And so you're going hard for 30 seconds to a minute after, um, at the end of every two laps. And then somebody gets popped. And then Chris uh-huh. Lotz is like, okay, cupcakes. Who's going <laughs> to Number 77, you're done. That, fo- that guy, dude. he's like a Chris. cartoon character. Yeah, he, is. he seems like one of those guys that you see in a cartoon and you're like, who's real? Who acts like that? And it's like that asshole. <laughs> he does. Other, other than the one time where he called me a cat five at life because I hosted a fixed crit a on his. Uh, five at life. I hosted a, fi- a fixed crit on his uh, his Carson course. Right, right. And the cops showed up. And so we wanted to finish the last five laps. So we just went across the street to the other mm-hmm. course and there was no no cop showed up there but he got wind of it and uh just <laughs> ripped into me on face space yeah cat five in life so i called him because that's what you do when you got conflict you call him man to man um so the elimination race you go down till till there's six riders left and then those six riders just race the last uh, two laps so brandon mcnulty gets away like halfway through because after each sprint if you have the fitness, that's the perfect time to attack because people just went all out to make sure they aren't eliminated. And he gets away solo. And then um, Tyler Locke and I are working together with Centric Team. So it's a road race. So I'm on, on the, in the Centric kit on the road State bike. champ currently, right? Yes. Our, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we won the state champ jersey. That was a most excellently executed team race. Like set each other up perfectly. Cool. Everybody did their part, which is rare to get people to come together, put, put away the pride and really uh, – you know, make magic happen. So Tyler gets up the road. Brandon's up the road. They're not mm-hmm. together. And uh, then it's it's four of us. So that counts as the final six. And it just comes down to uh, to like a sprint at the end. That's crazy. I got sixth. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I wanna, but I was stoked to make the final six because it was hard. I want to touch on a few things before you got to wrap up and, and fly out to Barcelona. Where are you yeah, leaving tomorrow? Dude, I'm hopping on a plane soon. Minutes, man. Minutes. Red Hook Barcelona is this weekend, so that's going to be a good race. But what happened at the Fusak race at the Temple Crit this weekend was very oh, interesting. Man, that was tough. On the last lap, and if you want to go to uh, follow us at CycleFeed on Instagram, you'll see the photos of Mrs. Officer stopping the race on the last lap. It was amazing. It was good. And the problem is, is uh, okay, like, okay, we understand the idea of, like, you know, the street permits weren't there or whatever, and they just, police are being police. But the points, there's a problem with the just points afterwards. Job. They're just uh, doing the their points, job. I'm, that shouldn't have. Um, so what, can out. you explain? Explain. What, do, what happened? So the points, they decided that they were going to do it on what ended up being the last lap that we did, which would have been one to go. So that would have been the bell lap is when we were sprinting. Right. But I'm sure... So the cops showed up at like three to go. They're blocking the line at two to go. The cops showed Dangerous. up. Dangerous. The cops showed up at like six or seven to go. But she hung out. I was watching her on the corner. She was there for a while. She was hanging out for a while. She was talking to one of the volunteers. And then I was like, "Damn, this is gonna something." She, she blocked the street at three to go. That was bad. Yeah, because we came by t- two she, or three times. She blocked it the three dangerous. to go, but she was hanging out at the and race with the a lights, lot. You couldn't, you couldn't see. I couldn't right. see whether there was people in that gap. Right, 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 right. So we sprinted with one to go. I mean, I think most of the heavy hitters knew. It's like, okay, we're just going to finish early and sort it out. 
Dante was um, was near the front. Like you know, he's he's trying to stay in the overall lead for the series, um, and it was just cattywampus because like we're sprinting, but I I only opened it up at like ninety percent because I can't see if there's a gap there. But right. there's I should have just either stopped or gone full bore. There's no excuse because if what's the point? You should have just hit that lady safer, on your bike. It's not safer to sprint it. 32 than it is to sprint at 38 you know mm-hmm. um either way you're going to be donating some skin to the pavement if you go down so what's the point so what exactly happened so th- yeah though? the way they did it yeah is, i think let's see um i guess Barra had a gap it was just like i think the scientific term is shit show yeah um and Barra maybe had a, like a couple bike like but gap caesar got pipped at the line by um Angel on leader bikes. Um, I don't know who I didn't even look because because in my head it was like this wasn't legit. I I think the right thing and this is not I don't mean to step on toes, but I think the right thing would just be to do no points and just go to the next one, take the money and just double down at the next one. What about the bonus points that went down uh, that the people the bonus points they should keep because and the female race finished. So those they Evelyn got first place uh, from Engine Eleven. Ginger got second and Asia got third. So What's good Evelyn's job to the ladies. Name? Evelyn Delgado. Delgado. Yeah. Um, Ginger. Ginger Ginger. I don't know Ginger's last name. Ginger Boyd. Ginger Boyd. Yes. Ginger Boyd. Okay. I'm just going to call her Ginger Ginger. Charming. That's not her name. You probably shouldn't call her that's, that. That's the 90% of your boy brain. That's just a total. I told you I'm 100% all boy. Okay. You're not. <gasps> Look at so those shorts gonna, you wear. I'm going to read this. Um, <laughs> this is straight off of Luis. Bro. Yeah. Luis's um, they Facebook had a nice page. Press release about it. So, and I, and this says the temple twilight crit was one to remember. And some of you may be wondering how the standings are updated with the way that it ended. Long story short, the Peloton decided on what lap was the last lap due to the circumstances going on at the end. Cohesive decision at 30 miles per hour. So we all agreed. they used Jimmy Hernandez's video from Marvin Monday for the last lap. So basically there was a video. Sorry, <laughs> this is loading. But um, according to Luis, they all got together, the FUSA committee. Yeah, video was reviewed by all of the series committee members for verification, and we all voted in favor of issuing the points for the race. As per the video, Cesar Valenzuela, in fact, finished third in the race. Um, uh, I don't know. So. The only reason why I say is I don't know is because that cop being there was confusing for so many riders, and yeah. they didn't. Know, they who knew what to do. You know what I mean? She was trying to stop them on the second lap. On their last lap, she was like, stop. How come they're not stopping? They're on brakeless bikes. What do you mean they're on brakeless yeah, bikes? Yeah, well, <laughs> get for, they're on track bikes. Do you want to read the bikes. top ten? You can't stop. Let me. That. I'll go down the list on the top ten just to let everybody know what's going on. And how many races are left? Just one more, right? Just one more. So top ten, Cesar Valenzuela from Team Zero Miedo, Dante Young from... Uh, Wow, where am I at right now from Leader? How dare myself. James Stalker from GLK. Ronnie Toth from Leader. New York from... New York Racing. Yeah. Um, Edgar Juarez. Who's New York? I only know a guy named Steven Mergenthaler. Yeah. Let's let's start reading those again, please. And and so... Full mom on you. Never go full mom on that. Can you start at the top, Dean, please? Yeah. Cesar Valenzuela. 
from Team Zero Miedo, Dante from Team Leader, James Stalker from GLK, Ronnie uh, from Team Leader, that's number four, New York from New York Racing, Edgar Juarez uh, from Team Zero Miedo, number six, Hector Morales from uh, Throne, and Angel from Leader, Angel Munez, David Santos. What team is David on? Avanthone, that's right. And then Alvin. He'll be at Red Hook. Esca. Escajeda. Escajeda. Um, from Team Leader. So it looks like Team Leader's on the board all over the place. Even Team Zero Miedo, there's a lot of action there. And on the women's side, you have Asia Morris from Engine 11. You have Ash Ketchum from Pure Fix, I believe. Elv, Ev, Elvin. Evelyn Delgado from um, Engine 11 also. Uh, Miss Lynn Kennedy from Aventhone, and she she's the brand ambassador for Aventhone, though. But she writes for SWAT. Shout out to both. Uh, Joe Celso, number five, and she's she's Chanelli Chrome. Ginger Boyd is just riding Ginger Boyd, and uh, Kim Nonstop on Aventhone. Um, Elena Alvarez, she's on Engine Eleven, and Sonia Shin. Anna Arguiz oh, she's from Germany. I and Judy Marie, all in ninth at 15 points. So it's a lot of these, a lot of everybody's collected some points over the over the um, over the race over do, the season. Do you think they everybody? Maybe not everybody. Um, do you think they should have uh, should have given points? Honestly, um, and I mean, I'm not I'm not a race organizer. I I'm not a race organizer. I uh, you know, Luis does a great job at what he does and everything, and I have nothing bad to say about his what he does. What I would have done is I just would have called it. I just would have said, nah, this, this, the cops stopped this one. Let's carry this over to the next race. Because when you start adding, because my confusion is this. Like, if I was a racer, if I was in that group with you guys and I see a cop right there, like, and she was in the middle of the road trying to stop everybody. Do you see what I'm saying? And so, like, what, like, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm gonna respect it. I'm gonna stop. You know, I'm gonna respect Luis. He was trying to have everybody slow down and stop the race. I'm gonna respect that. So, how, how do I know if I'm supposed to sprint out on the last lap or not? Because she was there. This happened. I mean, man, bad timing, but on the last lap, you know. And so, my thing is, is like. Like this race is a scratch. The girls finished, great job, but we we got to take it to the next one, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. Um, I'm gonna get past in the standings. I think I'm fourth right now, but since I'm missing the last one, um, I think. Well, you're gonna get first place in Barcelona, right? Um, yeah, probably. I'll, I'll probably end up just splitting that with with Colin Texas, Colin ATX. Dude, uh, I'm gonna be so blown away. Um, if he can do another solo breakaway, uh, you'd think people would catch him. How on. do you strategize against that, man? How do you strategize I against somebody that's just call, fast? People have been calling. Uh, so I, I said um, Aldo of Specializing and Colin of Specialized are, are the riddle. How are you going to solve this riddle? And people have been calling Justin Williams the 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 answer. What? No, but I'm I'm just saying what like not because yeah. I don't believe in him. I believe yeah. in the guy. He's but, a great guy. But what like what is he yeah. gonna do? Yeah, it, only if it's a bunch sprint. But uh, if he has to, I, you know, I don't like talking smack, but it's it's racing, and and Justin knows this. He knows he's not invincible. Mm -hmm. um, Holloway, I would say, is fitter. 
and a better sprinter than Justin. Okay. Um, Daniel Holloway wrote, won the road national championships. I saw Kachin. Justin beat Daniel Holloway in a sprint in a race one time. That's CBR. I saw that with my own eyes. Yeah, but like I was in the race, and I can yeah. tell you how it played out. And Holloway okay. was in every single breakaway. And this is, I like Justin. He's a friend right. of mine. You know, He's an incredible sprinter driven. He's uh, yeah, an incredible he's role dude. model for inner city kids. Internationally renowned. Mm-hmm. Sarah's shaking her head because the dog, or what? No, the dogs are fighting outside. Oh, we, yeah. got, we got a dog fight. Speaking of dog fight, Red Hook's going to be a dog fight. Um, Daniel Holloway was kind of the X factor. I think he could be the answer. And if it does come down to a bunch sprint, mm-hmm. Jay, Justin Williams, Jay Williams could win. Yeah. It's not to negate that by any means. But I think um, depending on how the race plays out and how much they are made to work, there's new guys, um, the Murphy brothers, I believe. They're on like d- continental teams. Um, it's going to be stacked. Kofidis um, yeah. dude, Loic Chatout, he's on Kofidis Grand Tour team. I'm not sure if he's going to be there. He was doing a Grand Tour this past week, so we'll see timing-wise if that works out. But it's going to be a hard race. It's going to be a fast race. And any given Sunday, anything can happen. Any yeah. given Saturday. Any given Saturday. I'm, I'm excited. I'm coming in healthy this time. Um, I was uh, I was suffering, hurting to stay, to stay in the wheels and got to maybe 10th wheel, but... Couldn't contribute in Bur- Brooklyn. I was top uh, five the whole race, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping to be able to like be in the mix. But you never know how it works. Um, people live all over the world. And that's the beauty of it. Is you got like 40 different countries coming to this thing. Each one of these guys is their hometown hero right. that just rips legs off at their lo- local Hughes Park ride, their local Roseville ride, the Bugs yep. ride in their hometown, and then everybody's coming together. And it's like, who did their homework? You know, um, who who tapered right? Who is uh, who's peaking? Who didn't get sick? Who ate, um, you know, some strange uh, Spanish food on the beach last night that they probably shouldn't have? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anything can happen. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, any predictions? I have no predictions. I'm just excited to see what's going to happen. I'm saying like, Holloway. Holloway is my prediction. You think so? Yeah. I'm going to say it's going to be um, Colin and Aldo are going to make it super hard. Loic Chital going to make it hard. There's going to be some breaks, but it's going to be brought back. Or maybe Holloway could be in a move. Mm-hmm. And he's hungry. He's hungry because he flatted out. He's going to put extra sealant in his tubulars. He's probably mm-hmm. running, be running some gator skins if he's a smart man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm predicting a Holloway win. You nice. make that. You make that man hungry. Come again. The women's race. Any predictions? We Whoa! Had what the happened? Whole field. At the London last at the London women's race last time was a ridiculous race. Whole field got lapped except for three girls. No, they they all got lapped. What was that Did lady's they? name? Yeah, she she lapped them. Didn't physically pass them, but she came up behind them and was soft pedaling so they could have their race and not latch onto her and have a fair fight for second and third. Right. That was that was incredible. We're oh gonna my gosh. find out that lady's name and then we're gonna wrap up just because Olympic, we want to give her medalist. her time of day. Our she did great. Pulling up the information. This is terrible that that we don't know off of the top of our heads. It's hard to remember. What is it? Like the, the glass of ceiling of women make eighty cents on the dollar for doing the exact same job as men. It just jumped one cent this past year. Um, women were making, or maybe two cents. Women were making seventy-eight cents for doing the exact same job as men. So Her name is, is Danny in the world. King. Wiggle high Danny five. King. Yeah, Danny King and um, Jasmine Doty got second. Ash Dubin. Oscar. 
Oscar Cycling, Redwill. Those Redwill ladies are really cool. I remember meeting a few of them in New York. How do you really say nice. Jasmine Dottie? Yeah, she yeah, had um, she had World Championship stripes on. I think uh, I'm not sure if it was from a UCI race, but maybe from the Rad Race in Berlin, really? the Rad 42. But yeah, she was wearing the the Peter Sagan. Um, that's also sexist to say that. <laughs> um, she was wearing the rainbow stripes. Um, and was strong. Ash Dubin had a hell of a race. She bridged up to a move. Magnificent effort. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, if they can dethrone Danny King. Danny King with uh, Wiggle High Five Racing. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Dottie with Ride Wheel Oscar Cycling. And Ash Dubin with Affinity Cycle. It's going to yep. be rad to see it play out. I do not see the likes of Kara McVitie. Um, on YB Normal or Joe Celso. Let me look at some of these other names. Um, Haley Edwards was a, a friend of Kira. I don't see these girls um, saying die easy and letting themselves be lapped and pulled. I think they were surprised to be pulled. and I they, think, didn't, they didn't expect it. They yeah, didn't, now, yeah. now that that's a possibility, it's like if you get lapped no matter whether you're in fourth or second, we're pulling you. Um, now, they are going to ride their... Um, Derriere's off did to Danny make King, it a race. Did she come out of nowhere, or was it one of those things like, "Oh shit, that's Danny King. We're done." Well, you know I what think mean? people were people were concerned about some of the um, the track sprinters. Like, let's see. Um, let me scroll down here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Corinne Price is also in the mix there. Uh, Apolline Gulamine. Danny King is an English track Nisi Cobb. Um, People were concerned about Nisi, and there was, I believe, a UK um, women's sprinter who had won uh, some Olympic medals, and that Mm. people were really concerned about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I'm going to be really surprised. Uh, I'm expecting hard races in both, but I don't know if it's going to be... uh, Breakaways at this one, Danny we'll King. See. What does the course look like? I'm so. I have I have behind. no idea, but I'm looking at her medal record yeah. and track cycling gold medalist, 2012 London team what pursuit. Events? Pursuit, okay. Yeah, so it's like um, a couple minute effort. World Championship team pursuit, 2011 gold and uh, Appledorn. 2012 Melbourne team pursuit. These, if she's just towing these ladies, or if they're equally terrifying she has fit as her. gold and silvers left and right and one bronze so good for her she might come back just to just to make it happen you know what i mean we're stoked um she guys a cute little european smile <laughs> and also look out for Ainara. Ainara's from yeah, i never from spain um, champion at brooklyn multiple time heavy hitter in the mix very nice young lady <laughs> and uh she uh, got flat tired at uh, London. At London. So that's, you had two, that was almost ironic, is Daniel Holloway, a favorite, and uh, Anara. Anara, a favorite. Just what are the odds of, of both of them getting flat tires? So it's going to be nutty. Check out a uh, little self promotion here. Um, check out Thrive on Toth. So that's Thrive on Toth on Instascam. I call it Instascam because it ain't real. I'm not nearly as cool as I look on there. Um, I'll be posting everything from like that tasty breakfast to this food I shouldn't have eaten on the beach before the race. 
Um, Ronnie's not trying to win. He's just trying to hang out in Barcelona. No, I'm trying to win. Fish tacos. Um, There's this. There's this good quote. A friend of mine said. He said, "Run, run as if to win the race. Every man competes. Every woman competes." But only one wins. But run as if to win. So we're going to ride as if to win. Cool. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Not Drive a on. Enjoy your race. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in, guys. Make sure to tell your friends, tell your mom, tell everybody to listen to the Cyclecast if they want to know anything and everything about urban cycling, news. If you have a race that's coming up, please feel free to email us. If you guys want to donate fun coupons, as Ronnie likes to call, go ahead and go to cyclefee.xyz. We have a donation tab. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Cyclefeed. Yeah, if you guys and like what you're doing, what we're doing, kick down a buck. It goes a long way in us being able to continue to uh, put, Bring our, this free put our day jobs on, on yeah. hold and, uh, and provide something of value. Thanks for tuning in. Cool. Quahetti. Thrive on.